Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. Me, your host, Josh Smith. Everyone pray for me. Pray that we don't have any audio issues tonight, no video issues. Everything's good to go. Uh, I really apologize about last night. It was it was a uh, Bush League. Definitely not my best uh, uh, tech job over the last 100 episodes, almost 100 episodes. Um, but I think I got everything squared away tonight. We should be okay. Uh, I hope that everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Uh, let's start off with sponsors. Of course, we got TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great The Tree of Liberty Must Be Watered shirt that you see me wearing tonight for a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Uh, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel right here underneath any of my videos by hitting the join link for six bucks a month. You get into a private Discord server where you will get uh, uh, all the brand new Top Lobster designs up to two weeks before they go to the general public at like a 30% discount. So really, if you guys are doing like five bucks a month, six bucks a month, it's paying for itself if you're buying Top Lobster gear. Anyways, uh, pretty good stuff. Plus, you get all kinds of other cool perks and uh, you know all the cool uh, custom emojis that you see in the chat, the custom badges that change colors depending on how long you've been a member of the channel, and of course, the Discord chat uh there's a mug club t-shirt club all that great stuff so check that out when you can it's it's awesome i promise of course executive producer of the show anthemplanning.com uh for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at uh guys we've got a great show for you tonight very excited uh this gentleman i met him almost four years ago uh out of the blue at the uh Louisiana, the Libertarian Party of Louisiana State Convention. He ended up being a really, really cool guy. He's got an awesome podcast called Rebel with a Cause. His name is Eric Heiler. How are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I am doing fantabulous. Fantabulous, nice. indeed. Nice. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're doing good. Uh, I know <laughs> that it's been a little rough being a Louisiana man recently. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ida just kind of gave me a drive-by. Luckily, it uh, made a little turn, and I ended up on the western side of it. So I had uh, one part of a tree knocked down in my driveway. Power was out and internet was out for a couple of days. It was really tough. Oof. But uh, yeah, if you were on the eastern side of that storm, it was uh, a lot worse. So I consider myself very, very lucky. Sure, sure. I can't. I couldn't imagine, man. I, you know, I was living in Iowa last year when we had that derecho, whatever the fuck. It's like a land. Yeah, derechos. Yeah, yep. It was terrifying, man. I, I thought I literally. I'm texting Julia. <laughs> She's pregnant at work. It was like my day off. I got up and I went to the the Casey's to get coffee. It was sunshine out. It was nice, not a cloud in the sky. And I came home and I'm sitting in my apartment uh, in the in the living room. And you know we had those slat blinds that you yeah, you move over. Yeah. And so the light comes through the centers of them a little bit, and it's you know the lights coming through in the living room. I got all the lights off. I got the TV on, uh, watching the news and drinking my coffee or whatever. And then all of a sudden it just goes pitch black in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, that's how it happens. Instantly pitch black, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I open the blinds. And it looks like the Wizard of Oz, man. I mean, there's just shit yeah. flying past the, the the window. And and I just moved to Iowa. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> and so I'm texting my fiance at the time, like, yo, um, I'm I'm really, really sorry that you're gonna have to raise this baby without me. Like I I, I, I think I'm in the middle of a tornado right now. Like I'm done, you know, I don't know what to do about this. And um and she's laughing, you know, she's like, Sweetie, it's a storm, it's a it's a windstorm, you're gonna be fine. But I mean it yeah. like it like ripped the roof off the hockey uh stadium here and all kinds of stuff, man. It was yeah, absolutely wild, dude. Yeah, and you haven't uh, have you experienced an Iowa winter yet? Yes, I just I just came through. Uh, well, I just got we just got done summer, but right you know right before the the spring. Uh, yeah, I dealt with I dealt with that uh, that Iowa winter man, and that was brutal. <laughs> I was not. I, I talk about this shit on the show all the time. I was not uh, prepared. <laughs> 
before an Iowa winter. I I bought I went to the Walmart and bought a little snow shovel, you know, and I'm like, ah, I got this, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, little snow shovel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time, the first big snow, I'm like, okay, we're gonna need a snow blower. This isn't gonna cut it. Uh, so yeah. now we have a snow blower, you know. Yeah, so uh, that's one thing uh, that uh, I am well versed in. Uh, I was uh, grew up in uh, Pottawatomie County, Iowa, oh, right no there shit. across the river from uh, Omaha. And uh, yeah, I remember once as a little kid, I got dumped out of a second story window to dig down to the front door to dig away all the snow so that you can at least open the door. Oh my so. goodness, dude. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's not that bad here uh, right inside Des Moines. We get you know a foot or so, but it's still, it's like, to me, I mean, anything over like two inches of snow, I'm like, how? Oh, life's over. That's it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and the, the worst part is the the negative degrees, man. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like getting under. I, I had I had I had expelled. I, I think the the worst I'd ever experienced was 12 degrees, and I remember just being like, "This is horrendous." And now I've experienced like negative 25, and uh, so now I know what real cold is like. But uh, hey, man, you're so you're voluntary. It's got this great voluntaries podcast. Uh, big in the, the 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 anarchist community. Why don't you explain your journey? It's something we like to do on on uh, break the cycle, and let me know how you got to where you're at today, man. Yeah, uh, so I kind of take a uh, kind of a, a long stream uh, route around. Most people had their Ron Paul moment in uh, 2008 and 2012. Uh, not me. I had uh, George W. Bush as my uh, wickening call. You know, because in uh, 2000, he uh, starts using all the libertarian languages. He's, you know, he's not going to do any nation building and all this. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's not such a criminal like his dad was. Maybe it's it's going to be better this time. So then, of course, you know, September the 11th happens and all of that shit just goes right out the window and they just go back on all of the campaign promises and everything else. And it was at that moment I was like, oh, no, there's there's something broken here. <laughs> So I uh, had a little brief dalliance with the uh, Constitution Party there for a little bit and then uh, found myself uh, with libertarian circles and then into the Libertarian Party. And then I was like, you know what, I'm kind of done with party politics altogether. I'll just go do my own thing and hopefully lead by example. Sure. And then uh, so so you're no longer with the Libertarian Party? No longer with the Libertarian Party right after that 2018 convention because I saw how you were treated, uh, overheard some conversations about Bill Weld going on, seeing Bill Weld with uh, tucks and tails and brown loafers on. I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. I think the, the that culture in the party is changing now, thankfully, finally. But it did take a long, it, it it a long time. It definitely sounds like it. Yeah. yeah, it took a long time, dude. And, you know, it's like the last it's like the last bit of power they really have. There's like a few state boards in the country. And then uh, and then the last bit of power they have is on the LNC. And they know they're losing it. So they're like scorched earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might as well just salt the ground while they're leaving. So. Yeah. It's everybody who's resigned from that board has done something fucking horrendous right before they walked out the door. Yeah, I mean, just the the stuff with Karen Ann Harlos alone. Uh, by the way, I love the pink haired lady. Yeah. You know, so everyone should. You know, there's yeah, there there was a picture on my old Instagram of me with the pink wig at oh, the 2018 right. convention. That's, that's yeah, right so. in, in Louisiana. Yep, yep, absolutely. I remember that. I, I remember seeing that. A lot of people were wearing that wig. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of them going around. It was it was great. Nice. Yeah, I uh, yeah, the whole thing just like Joe Bishop Henchman resigning, and then but right before he resigned, he start he started a, a petition or he started a, a motion to remove Karen Ann Harlos. Uh, you know, uh, the the rep from the rep from uh, Region Eight like uh, voted to disaffiliate one of his own states and then resigned. It's like <laughs> it's like on the way out the door, they were all doing something shitty. Every single one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's I, like you can't expect them to do anything else. Absolutely, so. man. That's it's that's it's pretty wild, dude. So, uh, so let's talk. Let's talk a little politics because since you hate politics, uh, what do you think of this <laughs> this new Texas law that's been signed into the to, uh, into the legislature by by Greg Abbott? 
requiring election integrity. I mean, it's now a law that they have election integrity there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eh, I mean, are they going to have election integrity? Uh, maybe we'll have to see, but I, I, I did take a little bit of joy watching uh, Beto or Rourke uh, starting to come to tears uh, about not allowing the poor disadvantaged people, the, the access to voting in a state that was already so hard to vote in. And I was like, I voted in Texas before. I've lived in Texas before. It's really not all that hard. You, you sign up to vote when you get your driver's licenses. So I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be an interesting uh, experiment for a state to require election integrity by law. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's like it's so funny. It's so funny to see like the stark contrast between a state like Texas and a state like Florida or a state like uh, Texas and a state like New York, where New York's yeah. requiring IDs uh, to get into restaurants that say you've been vaxxed. And, oh, right. uh, and Texas is going to require uh, IDs for you to vote. And so it's like it's like uh, choose choose your poison. But, you know, how you know, it's like all these all these people that are, are saying that they want to require um, Vax passports are calling this this uh, new law in Texas racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I mean, if you already believe that black people can't make their way down to the DMV to get an ID card or a driver's license or that they haven't had to show license their driver's license for anything else like, you know, going down to the liquor store to buy beer or whatever. <laughs> and now you're saying, well, now they have to get a jab and they have to show the little card with the four slots on it. And sure. they tell you not to laminate it. Sure. Hint, hint. hint. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny because there's, I was, I was looking at the list today of like the least vaccinated states. Um, of course, New York's not on there and neither is Texas. No, no Texas is right up there. And neither is Florida. Yep. Florida's none, up there too. Yeah. None of them are uh, in the top five least uh, vaccinated states that are in the top seven for that matter. Um, what do you think the, the, the least vaxxed states are? And, and you guys tell me in the chat too, what you think the least vaxxed states are. We'll, we'll talk about the top seven, name the, name some of the top seven, name them in the chat too. All right. I'm, I'm going to have to go out on a limb here and say, uh, maybe Mississippi might be one of those, uh, Oklahoma, Alabama, uh, I don't know, maybe not Oklahoma maybe, or Alabama. Not Oklahoma, Utah, probably. Nope. I don't know. I wonder if anybody else is. I wonder if anybody else. Can, drop your super chats and tell me what you think they are. No, I, I, uh, so, so number one is actually Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Yes, of course. Yeah. And number two is Wyoming. <laughs> okay. Number three is Mississippi. So, so you did get Mississippi and that was number three. I got Mississippi, right? Okay. Yeah. That was the number three. Uh, number four is West Virginia. Good old West Virginia. Number five. Country is, roads. Take me home. Yeah. Number five is North Dakota. North Dakota. Number six is your home state of Louisiana. Yes, I, I, I kind of figured that Louisiana would be in there. Yeah, and uh, number seven is Tennessee. All of them are around uh, less than fifty percent vaccinated. Good. Good. In, in fact, uh, <laughs> in fact, Idaho is at forty-four point four one percent, and that is the uh, the least. That's amount actually of state. surprisingly high considering the type of people that moved to fucking Idaho. Right. But it's, it's funny because like we're looking at, I'm looking at the list of all the States and none, they're all close to 50%. I mean, it's none of them are really like heads and shoulders above, I guess, New York and you know, New Jersey would probably be way up there. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty funny uh, considering that they want to, um, they want to drop all these like mandates on us. And it's like, yo, you guys realize that 50% we've had months to get vaccinated. Months and months yeah. and months and months. 
and 50% of the population in this country is still not vaccinated. They're not going yeah. to get vaccinated. They don't give a shit about your mandates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, I haven't got it. I'm not going to. And it was uh, really funny because somebody was like, well, you're just hesitant. I was like, no, hesitant would imply that I could be persuaded to get it. This is called resistant. Yeah, full on <laughs> resistance. And in fact, I, I think that, you know, we need more resistance. And, 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 you know, I'm one of those people like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you want to take it, take it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, listen, I respect your choice. It's yeah, your body. Yeah. Here's, here's my issue. The three the, the three manufacturers in the United States that are put out that have put out vaccine. OK, let's talk about them for a second. We yeah. have Johnson and Johnson who literally yeah. put out a toxic baby powder and was yes. sued for it. Uh, and gave, gave you cancer, cancer. If, yeah. you, if you used it. Gave yeah. a bunch of people cancer. Uh, we have Moderna, who has never, ever brought in a product to market. Yeah. This is the first time, and they were able to do it's it a, in a couple months. The, theoretical. Yeah, th- yeah, completely <laughs> never. And then we have uh, uh, Pfizer, who is, ha- has the biggest criminal fine in history of this country. Yes, and they paid it. That's and the kept other going. amazing part. And kept going. And <laughs> yeah. now, and then today I was reading, uh, so, so, um, you know, they're, they're talking about these boosters, right? Yeah, of course. They, they want to put out Get boosters boost. and, and, Get a boost. uh, the, you know, Pfizer put out today a statement saying that, you know, they, they're, they're looking at durable revenue from the, uh, COVID durable. vaccine, durable revenue. Yeah. yeah. Aren't, aren't they the ones that also said, oh, you're going to have to take like a twice daily pill. Yeah, well. well, I can't remember if that was Moderna or Pfizer. That, oh, that might out. have been Pfizer. Yeah. I, I, I'm at this point, it's this is such a fucking uh, uh, co- a tragic comedy that I'm yeah. sure they're going to be suppositories. Yeah, and Moderna, they they were playing little fuck you fuck games because the uh, the thing that they got approved uh, allegedly is not even the same thing that got the emergency youth authorization. So, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> of course not. Well, and then oh, I was no. looking, I was looking into it, and they're saying that you know uh, Pfizer got. Um, Got FDA approval. Yeah. But it's, it's not, not really. It's, it's, it's an extension. Of yeah, the, it's an extension of the emergency authorization. Right. So it wasn't even FDA approval. And they, but the news ran like a, uh, a seven day news cycle that it was full FDA approval. Yeah. Yeah. You even had uh, Joe Biden, you know, fighting a nap coming out there and was like, hey, you got to get it. You got an FDA approval now. Yeah. 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 Where's my ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like Joe Biden is so is so uh demented at this point that his ice cream is like a treat for saying the right things. Like they're they're yes. like, Hey, hey, listen, Mr. Biden, you know, President Biden, if you if you go out there and you say this, we'll make sure that you get that chocolate ice cream you love so much when you get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now we got now we got Dr. Feelgood. He's gonna give you a little shot in the in the pelvis area and you know. <laughs> Fuck, dude. No shit. The whole thing is just a mess. The We're going to give mess. you a cocktail of B vitamins so you look halfway aware and cognizant of what the hell's going on around you. Oh my god, dude! So, so what do you think? What do you think, man? What do you think is going to happen? Like, what, if if you had to give your uh, your theoretical uh, futuristic story over the next six months, what do you think is going to happen, man? Oh man, if I can go back in time to 2019 self and say, all right, now look, at the end of this year. Someone's going to eat bat soup and we're all going to get locked inside of our houses. I would have <laughs> thrown my future self out the door and said, go away, crazy person. Uh, but as far as what's going to happen next, um, I don't know. Kind of like uh, my spidey sense is tingling a little bit for the uh, uh, 25th Amendment for old Joe. And, and I'm thinking it might come right around midterms. I, I don't know. It's, that's just my uh it's like okay well how crazy can we make the timeline <laughs> type of thing jesus dude i don't know i don't know how much Did more you, can of... you imagine 
just Kamala it's tackling. Com- oh, it's Kamala. Oh. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And and I don't know. I don't know how many times I've been called a conspiracy theorist over the last. I don't know, year and a half and have been Dude, proven we're all, right. We're all conspiracy theorists and have been proven right over and over and over again. A year ago, yes. I was saying, Hey, COVID passports coming. I guarantee yep. they're coming. People are like, you're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. Uh, a year later, they're like, get your vax or you can't go to the grocery store. Fucking bigot, you know? And then, uh, a year ago I was saying, I was saying, I actually got kicked off last October. I got kicked off Facebook for saying, Hey, you know, I'm starting to think that this fucking virus was probably made in a lab in China. Yeah. <laughs> and they kicked me off, and then it was like, and then, oh, it was then like, uh, yeah. you know, John Stewart's making jokes with uh, old Stephen Colbert on the on the on the evening uh, program. There, totally the approved narrative now. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, no, that's fine. Fuck, hey, dude. And then, uh, what were some other good the other good conspiracies I had that people were? What were some other ones? You got any other good ones? Oh, let's see. Uh, the COVID passports. We all kind of knew the fix was in once uh, Amazon started selling uh, passport books with an extra little sleeve <laughs> in it for your Vax passport. Oh, dude. I started seeing that. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the fix is in. Have you seen this guy going around to the, all the businesses in New York? Um, that And he's got the, he's made all these signs. He's trying to raise enough funds to get more made. But he's going to businesses and saying, hey, will you help us out by putting this in your window? And it's like, uh, we accept. It's got a bunch of woke shit on it we you know we, oh, of we accept all genders all races all sexual edge uh you know all this shit and then at the bottom and it's like and we also accept vaccinated and and unvaccinated and, and unvaccinated yeah and all the re- restaurants and like businesses and shit are like letting them put this in their, their windows because they agree with it yeah which is fucking crazy to me so i have these libertarians telling me you know you're you can't fight back you know using this system and blah 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 blah. otherwise you know you're bad and this and that and it's like dude these that's what these people are doing they're doing exactly what i said would happen yeah. uh and i and you know if we don't defy the government then they have to do these things because the governments will crush your small business and so it, it, thankfully thankfully the businesses are doing it you know but I, i've been trying to explain to people like if a business is telling you that you can't come in because you're unvaccinated with some untrusted, untested yeah. vaccine. Uh, it's not because they don't want you there. It's because the yeah. government is telling it's them they're going to shut yeah. their fucking business down again if they don't do these things. And instead of making zero money, they'd at least like to make 50% of the money they were making before they were shut down for yeah. 18 months. Because that's better than nothing at all. So Right. So it's it's really, at this point, it's it's this private property uh, argument that we keep having in the Liberty movement, the broader it's Liberty movement. company, bro. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, that'd be all fair and well if there weren't government, uh, forces at, in the market, yeah. you know what I mean? But there are. Yeah. 100%, all over the place. 100% <laughs> there is, you know, here in, in Iowa, we'll never have Vax passports. I mean, it's been out, it's been illegal. It's been made deemed illegal by our, uh, our governor. Yeah. But, um, if it hadn't been deemed illegal, I, I'll tell you right now, 90% of the businesses here still wouldn't have instituted it. Yeah. They just wouldn't have. Yeah, because no, it's just bad customer service. It's they like don't, I don't, they don't I don't care. I don't care. You know, I you know you know how many business owners I know that are like, oh, I'm not taking that shit. No fucking way. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You know, and yeah, then you I, think they're gonna keep I, unvaccinated people out of their business? No, no. No one's gonna no one's gonna care. No one's gonna ask. It's this so, whole uh, this whole argument has come from people who uh have no idea what the market is. They have no idea what profit motive is. They, I mean they just don't know anything about the market at all. Yeah, so I dodged a bullet. So I, I got away from a 90,000-plus employee engineering firm that is a federal contractor. And the day that was my last day, I, 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pay attention to the uh, the staff meeting this this week and just kind of see what they're saying. And they're saying, well, you know, Joe Biden came out and said that federal contractors were going to have to get it. And so that what is what our legal department is looking at. And I was like, oh, oh shit. man, I'm so glad I'm getting out of here. And then, I, uh, then I'm at a new company and uh, the owner is like talking to me about 4chan and stuff. Oh, nice. So I'm like. I was like, oh, I'm in good hands. Yeah, I have I have something like that too. My boss, uh, my boss is cool as shit, and like I have all these people that are constantly online, like, oh, you know, find out where he works, tell tell his boss, tell this shit. And my I go in the yeah. morning and show my boss these texts, and he laughs. He's like, what a bunch of retards, you know? It's really funny. <laughs> it's really hilarious. Like, I, like they, like they think they can, you know, because these people want to take your income, dude. They want to make sure that oh, you yeah, can't yeah, make yeah, any yeah. money to support yourself and your family because they don't they don't agree with what you say. Yeah, on an ancient battlefield, uh, men used to uh, settle their differences by putting fists in each other's face. Exactly. But these people are so weak that they have to go do the end run around, and they're going to talk about you, and they're going to gab like little girls on the phone to your boss to try and get you to lose your source of income. Yeah. So because you know, because being homeless will shut you up is what they're is what they're saying. It's like it's like uh, homeless would just free me to go shout. At the rafters. Yeah, dude, I, I'd be doing this show. I'd be doing this show ten times a week if you guys got me fired from my job. Just right. so you are aware. Aware. I'm not only am I gonna not stop saying. Not only am I not gonna stop saying the things that I say. I'm gonna increase the amount of the times I say those things publicly. Right. Right. <laughs> you know why? Because fuck you. That's why. You know what I mean? Like that. You know, if you if you got me kicked out off my job, but it, that would never happen. You know what I mean? I work. Yeah. In, I, I would just look industry. him dead in the eyes and I would say, "I am the last of Generation X. Come yeah. at me, bro." Uh, I'm, I'm actually a millennial. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hold that against you. Fuck. You're cool. I'm just, You're cool. I'm, 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 I was almost almost the other generation. I was born in '83, so I was yeah. really close. It's 1979 for me, so I was like right at the end. Yeah, and I was right at the beginning. So, yeah, uh, I was I was I'm there's like there's a split in millennials. You know what I mean? The ones that were born like after 86 or something like that are different than the ones that were born after like 83 to 86, 82 to 86 or whatever. So we're OK. Yeah, it's actually been kind of fun watching your generation kind of come around to the whole idea. It's like, oh, wait, I've got a family now. What shit sucks. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because we partied, man. I mean, yeah. my my generation uh, back, you know, back when in our 20s, it was just like everyone, even like the good kids and shit like the good young 20 year olds went to the bar every night i mean that's just yeah. what they fucking did it was like you know the generation above us didn't they didn't do that shit i mean they did but not like us you know what i mean yeah generation x we were just uh we were happy to be drinking like in other people's houses because right. we we knew like if we went out like shit would happen so <laughs> yeah yeah we we were uh we, you know we we had like our own bar stools at the bar and shit like that's that's how it was, you know. That's what everybody did. It was like you, you worked, then you drank, and then you went home and went to sleep, and you got up and went to work. <laughs> fucking, yeah, I don't, it's repeat. Yeah, yeah you know. And now it's funny because I I look back where I'm from in the, in the Bay Area, California. It's like a lot of my friends that I grew up with still doing that same shit, dude. Too, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, dude. I have two beers and I'm hung over for a week now. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're pushing forty. You might want to slow it down. Yeah, a dude, bit. it hurts now, man. Like, I love my whiskey and shit, but man, it's like, there. I don't know if there's a worse hangover than a whiskey hangover at this point. Even good, even the good whiskeys, they. Fuck uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're at least, at least migraine headache. <laughs> you know, that's that's bare minimum. Yeah, dude. Like, and I and I suffer from like horrible fucking migraines. Like bad. I get uh. I can never remember what the hell those are called. My vagal nerve, something like that. Like it gives me uh, vertigo and all kinds of shit, dude. They suck. 
Yeah, it's, it's never a good time. I haven't had a migraine in a long time. The last time I remember, you know, light hurt, people's voices hurt. You know, you threw up because it hurt oh, so bad. Yeah. Get real yeah. nauseous. It's hard to eat. And I, you know, I spent the better part of a decade getting kicked and, and punched in the head. So uh, it's probably not yeah. good for you, mostly. <laughs> you start getting close to 40, you're like, oh, I might have some mental issues here. I don't know what's going on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, all my knuckles, all all my knuckles are broken. Yeah. Mine too, <laughs> so, dude. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, 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 I did a little bit of boxing, but mostly my, my head trauma was mostly Muay Thai mostly. Um, and then I played football in my thirties, which was kind of probably stupid. Yeah. That's a, that's a little dumb. Yeah. It's kind of dumb when you're 15 too. So yeah, but- like I played when I was younger and then <clears throat> I didn't play, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I didn't uh, play just for the Rona. Just the Rona. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's okay, my, folks. My basement um, is like super dry. They have like a yeah. like a dehumidifier down here, and I don't know if it's for all the electrical equipment and stuff that's down here. But man, it fucking it's so dry, and uh, I, I'm gonna put like a humidifier down here. So when I do just the like sh- aimed right at your face. Yeah. So when I do the <laughs> show, I don't get all dry. It's it's hard, man. Like if I do it upstairs, I'm fine. But uh, but yeah, I, I decided when I was like 33, there was a a new um a new semi-pro football league in, in Portland, Oregon, where I was living and are based out of there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try out, see what happens, you know, as a joke, as a joke. And <laughs> that's uh, usually how it starts. Yeah. I mean, I was in decent shape. I had been training MMA for a while, but I had taken a you know, year and a half off. I t- tore my foot up real bad. And, um, and so, uh, I was a little out of shape, a little fat. And I went down there and tried out thinking, you know, no, there's no way they're going to call me. There was like kids fresh out of like, uh, uh, like uh, there was a kid that played at one of the schools in the SEC, and like there was one that came from uh, Oregon State, and um, there was like good these young kids. I mean, they're in their early twenties, you know. I, I, and uh, so I went home. I went. I went, and they're like, "What position do you want to play?" And I was like, "I started center in high school, right?" So I was like the big. Yeah. Fat, I was the big fat kid, you know. I was like five seven, two forty five, and uh, yeah. And so I was like, "Well, I'm like I'm big, but I'm like I'm tall and lanky, kind of. You know what I mean? Like I'm six two, yeah. like two two forty at the time." So I was like, well, I think I want to play tight end and, and uh, defensive end. And I'm like, I never played those positions. I'd never been a receiver whatsoever at all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I went to this tryout thinking there's no way I'm going to actually get in, you know. And uh, yeah, if the center is touching the ball other than to hike it, then there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem unless it's a fumble. Right. And so, yeah, um, and shit has s- happened on the field. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so uh, I went down, tried out, and they called me the next day and they're like, yeah, man, uh, we'd like you to come out and start with us. And I was like, uh, a fucking what? Uh-huh. Okay, well, I guess I'm playing football, dude. So I played a season of football in 33. I was the third oldest guy in the entire league, not just on my team, in the <laughs> league, dude. It was nuts. Uh, pretty good. It's pretty fun. I ended up like Iron Manning the last three games, like playing on both sides of the ball. And uh, we had so many injuries, Damn. and I never got injured, but I did get a really bad concussion in the championship game. Really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just body slamming together. Well, I, I had like a 360 pound guard pulled on me, and I came off the edge. And, he, and I didn't see him coming at all. And I'm, I, you oh, know, I was, did you? oh right in the ear hole, dude, with the crown of his helmet and everything. And I remember it's like I, I like got up and played the next play, but I don't remember playing that play. And then uh, yeah. I got home, and my my ex girlfriend at the time had like video of me. Um, she had video of me uh, like speaking to her in like a high pitched voice for some weird reason. I don't know. Yeah, really you got weird. your bell rung pretty good then. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. I was like speaking yeah. in, in differently than I normal normally do. But uh, uh, Quest Fanning, thanks for the five dollars super chat, man. I appreciate you. He said uh, he said gonna have to catch most of this on the replay, but we'll share. Love both you guys. We love you too, Quest. Yeah, Quest is awesome. He's a, he's a great guy. He's one of the nicest guys, man. And he's a big supporter. Break cycle. I really appreciate all you guys that uh, financially support the show, especially now that uh, you know I'm uh, 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 you know the the looming like corporate 
world trying to push the in- the issue of vaccines. It's may it may be my full time job eventually. You know, <laughs> that's the dream, anyways. Yeah. Well, I bought all, totally the dream. I bought all the stuff to use my camera as a as a vlogging tool too, because uh, because yeah. Julia just started a new YouTube channel, um, and then I've been working on um, editing her content, which I've never been a video editor before. So I'm, I'm currently teaching myself how to use Adobe premiere pro, which is fucking nice. hard. It's not easy, yeah. dude. It's not easy at all. Yeah. There there's, there's a reason why you take whole college courses for this. <laughs> yeah. Like that program is insane. And I have, there's like 10 other programs on here too. I'm trying to remember what are the other ones are. There's like after effects, audition, character animator, uh, the media encoder, premiere pro. It's like, it's like, can I just use one program to do all of this shit? <laughs> Yeah, it gets rough. You know, when you move, when you get that uh, step from audio editing where you're, you know, dropping your intro so it has a little bit of fade over your, in- for your introduction and then outros and everything. And then when you're switching it over to video, you know, now you're looking at time codes to see exactly Dude, nuts, <laughs> you know, when, to, when to splice a scene and everything. Yeah, you gotta it, like cut and then you gotta like add these. Uh, and it was like, it was crazy because it was like, oh, I got transitions figured out and I put all these transitions in all the cuts. And then I yeah. realized you have to fuck with like the timing of the transition too and i'm like right. oh my god so i like had to go back and change all the timing of all the transitions yeah. to make them smoother and and then uh you know we took the we have a green screen so i had to take out the background put in a new background then you got to fuck with the actual uh, image to make sure that there's like yeah. bleed through and i'm just like wow this is people do this for a job and this is crazy yeah wait until you start going down the rabbit hole of color correction <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because we for some reason we had like a light surge or something, so her color changed for like a a segment. So I had to like snip that and start trying to get the color on that segment to look like the other segments. I'm like, finally, I just put some B roll over it. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on the System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com. Dot com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. You can bandaid it sometimes. It's yeah. like you know. Let me just cut to like whatever I'm talking about right here. Yeah, on we, the got some, we got yeah. some we got some B roll. I just throw some B roll over that. But it, it actually is coming out really good, and I hope uh, I hope everyone will find my my fiance's channel, Julia Annalise. It's uh, it's going to be good stuff. But man, why don't you tell me about your show? What's your show all about? Uh, well, it originally started with me just kind of in my car, um, just just talking on the phone with the little microphone. Pissed I was just white fall- guy in a truck. Yeah. No, no, not, not doing the white guy in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, made fun of my share of dudes about to go do a rant in the truck about their damn kids. But, uh, but yeah, it started off with that and I was just kind of doing, uh, you know, little stories here and there. And then, uh, eventually I started working up the nerve. I was like, well, maybe I can interview somebody and I, it, I'm a little bit better playing off of somebody. So ever since then it's been, uh, you know, just having conversations with people, I don't really uh, have anything outlined. I might write down a few things to touch on points and everything. So it's a little bit more like this. It's a little more laid back. Kind of, uh, I call it the back porch episodes. Yep. It just sounds like we're having beers on the back porch. Well, that's and that's a good thing for uh, that's a good thing for a Louisiana man because I think you, a bunch of coon, yeah. ass, coon asses down there. That's what you guys do, right? 
Uh, that's right, man. That's right. We <laughs> there. There's nobody who is more professional at drinking than a Cajun. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you get them guys down there, man. Uh, they're they're like a whole nother. It's like a whole nother race. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime that it's like happening upon swamp people and they're they're talking and I'm seeing subtitles and I was like, <laughs> rest of America needs to read this. <laughs> so have you have you heard of ISIS K yet? Uh, yes, ISIS Corazon. Uh, was it like? five guys in a basement somewhere like hanging out in the woods yeah are you uh do you think there will be as many isis variants as there are covid variants oh i, I even <laughs> saw i even saw a story today we were talking about the covid variant of moo oh is that a, so, is that a new one too yeah that's a new one it's, it's so infectious i can't even yeah, keep up with them anymore that's the thing that people don't understand so it's like it's it's like every coronavirus almost every respiratory virus like, yeah. you know what I mean? You have like, so many variants. They, they, they mutate. That's what they do. And uh, typically they mutate in a way that they, they don't kill their host. I mean, that's 98% <laughs> of mutations from, from respiratory viruses are uh, mutations that are less deadly and more contagious. That's how we got the common yeah. cold. The common cold used to be, it was a pandemic that killed tons of people. Yeah. You know, rhinovirus. Yeah, well, I mean, Corona is one of the hundreds of different types of uh, viruses that cause the common cold. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's I the reason why we can never like nail down what actually causes the common cold. There's just too many of those viruses that all exhibit the same symptoms. Sure. So, well, I think I think uh, um, the rhinovirus is the number one cause of the of the common yeah, cold. I think yeah. it causes like seventy four percent or seventy five percent of common colds. Yeah. Um, but but the rhinovirus is like. People die from the rhinovirus too. I don't know if anybody understands that the cold yeah. does kill people sometimes. Yeah, and well, a lot of times it's little kids because their immune systems haven't set up and yet. And old people. Yeah, and unlike you know this uh, particular kufi uh, kufi, uh, we've got like just old people getting it for some strange reason. It might not have nothing to do with uh, baby boomers and pensions and social security. I mean, yeah. The, the the boomer doomer is what we were calling it in the beginning, but uh, and now now you got the clot shot to go with the boomer doomer. But uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, so so the, the kids things really fucking bother me. Okay, so we got we got seven children. Okay, and three of them go yep. three of them go to public school here in Iowa, and uh, and uh, I'm not proud to admit that, but we just have too many kids to do it on our own right now. Yeah, I would say help. public schools in Iowa probably a little bit better than a public school in Los Angeles. Or Cal- yeah, California. Ass. It's not even close, dude. It's it's insane how good. Actually, the teachers here are, you know, 90% of them are pretty conservative. They're really, really yeah. nice. I go, I've been to the school. I met the teachers. The principal's amazing. You know, there's, like, my my fourth grader had a teacher that had uh, she, her in her email sign-off when she'd, and uh, I'd be like, oh, God, fucking. Like, uh, I couldn't uh, tell that you're a female. Um, but, uh, but uh yeah for the most part the old walter block joke applies compared to what yeah compared to what yeah no it's uh so it's it's you know they're they're mostly good but it's still public school and they still have their their issues and i'm still worried about some things but at least we're not in des moines proper because the des moines proper school district is oh i just garbage yeah that's the bad one we're outside in urbandale which is much better um and and in fact urbandale is one of the uh one of the best school districts in the country i i didn't know that um but uh see there you go so they Last year, when we first got them in October, uh, we got them enrolled in school, and uh, they were doing online, all online school. And I'm like, these kids haven't been to school in three years, right? We just adopted two kids who had, three kids who had, one had never been to school. She was supposed to be in kindergarten and hadn't gone. Uh, one was in fourth grade and was supposed to be, uh, had done one day of first grade and was, in, was supposed to be in the fourth grade. And my 16-year-old hadn't been to school since eighth grade, and she, she was supposed to be a sophomore. And so uh, they put them all online, and I'm going, dude, 
this doesn't work for these kids. You know what I mean? Like they can't do yeah. that. Uh, so they ended up letting them go back and then doing a hybrid thing where they did like one day online, then one day at school. Right. And, and then um, after, you know, during the summer when their school started, because they're year round or actually long before summer, uh, they dropped the mask mandate. In fact, Kim Reynolds made the mask mandate illegal here. They, no schools could require it. And so we sent our kids back to school with no masks. Dude. They've been going to, since last, um, shit, when was it? When, the, probably January, February with no masks. All the kids here. And it, you know, it's, I'm listening to this national news media, tell, this corporate national news media telling me that uh, all of these kids are getting this COVID and they're dying and the kids are now dying in this shit. And I'm like, where? Yeah. It's not happening yeah. here. Yeah. To quote the great ace Arcist, source. Yeah. Source. Exactly. Cause I'm like, you know, and it was, it was even funny for us last year when, when we had our son on new year's Eve, this was in, you know, new year's Eve at the hospital, the, the nurses and doctors were like, yeah, we don't know why they keep saying that shit on the news. Uh, we have four people in our ICU and only one of them is a COVID patient. Yeah. And that's in Des Moines, you know what I mean? Like the biggest city in Iowa where they're saying that we have this huge surge and spike. And, yeah. and then you, uh, you would think we have all of these numbers that actively refute the stupid garbage that they've been pumping into our face for the last 18 months. Sure. And they're sticking with it. And it's driving me fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, we already know you're lying. And they're like, that's cool. We're just going to keep doing it anyway. So don't worry about it. And then yeah. the, this Oklahoma thing that just happened with Rolling Stone. Did you see that? Yes. Oh God, dude, dude. <laughs> They're like they're like uh, uh, patients, uh, gunshot wound patients lining up at the hospital because they're full yeah, of ivermectin okay. overdoses. Yeah, and then they, that hospital has to come out. And it goes, he's a doctor, but he doesn't work for us. Well, and the picture they used is uh, yeah. from this, the winter. Everyone's bundled up in winter gear, and they're saying this yeah. is just happening. And we're like, it's been a hundred degrees in Oklahoma for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Are you I don't know about you. I've been to Oklahoma in the summer. You don't wear thick, heavy coats. No. No, that's here in Iowa too. It's hot, it's hot and humid. It sucks. Yeah. You know, our soil, our corn soil is crazy. And then, so in Missouri, we had this other instance where the big children's hospital in Casey Mo, right, in Kansas City, um, the news put out that they're filled up with children from COVID oh, yeah. and they can't, they can't, they can't even bring in new patients because of this. And they actually put a statement out on their Facebook like, we continue to be able to serve our community. Yes, we have a lot of cases of kids in the hospital right now. No, it's not COVID. It's RSV and other respiratory viruses. Yeah, and, that's, uh, and we that's can, that usually get every year. <laughs> and we continue, and we continue to be able to serve our community. So please, if you have a child who needs help, please bring them to the hospital. Uh, the news is putting this shit out all over yeah. the country. Look, that's yep. Oklahoma, Kansas City, Iowa. I can tell you right now of three states where the news media is lying about children and 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 ivermectin and but i'm the conspiracy theorist yeah and we're we're issuing those retractions like right at the beginning of the news right and they're very heartfelt apologies coming from these uh from these jackals well and the, and it's funny because they don't no. even really they don't even really write retractions you know what i mean they like yeah they like ed, they put like edited on blah 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 at the very bottom of the page in small yeah, print yeah. They're like actually this picture was wrong and blah 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 and it's like yeah how can you get away with that and then i get banned <laughs> For talking about how I know somebody who saved their yeah. life with ivermectin. Who who's the purveyor of misinformation now? Right. Like I Facebook personally know people who have saved their life with ivermectin. Like we're very sick yeah. and took ivermectin. Oh, and got the horse dewormer. Yeah. yeah. The the, the Nobel Peace Prize uh human <laughs> medication that has been around for decades and has had a billion prescriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. No, not the horse dewormer. Although you can buy that at the tractor supply. Yes, you can. You know. <laughs> Uh, I, my fiance took it from the tractor supply. 
Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's, she, it'll work. She was going as long as you know the dosages, you'll be okay. Yeah, she was going through this. Uh, she was going through this autoimmune stuff, and she did like chelation and got all her uh, mercury fillings removed and did like everything she could. And then she she took this horse dewormer from uh, from the uh, tractor supply, and it actually helped her. So she oh. she swears up and down she had some kind of parasite or something. Shocking. Like, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Could be. It wasn't. She wasn't. She. This wasn't a COVID thing. Obviously, it was something different. But yeah, something, something different. Yeah. Now, my uh, my father in law is a vet, and uh, anytime that he has to go to the hospital, they always ask him the question, "What have you already taken?" Because he has access to the to the dog pharmacy. So yeah, he can prescribe his, himself stuff. Yeah. So like the amoxicillin and penicillin and crap that you would normally take for stuff, he's got access to all that stuff. <laughs> and you know, we all should. You should be able to buy antibiotics. I think over the counter. I mean, don't talk to me. I, I think cocaine should be legal. You know, so. over the counter. Over the counter, that's fine. Just you know, <laughs> we're, we're so far off from ending the drug war. Yeah, disgusting. yeah. Recreational coke is, is not going to be a thing for a while because the blue hairs ain't ready for that kind it's of freedom the, yet. It's always the Louisianans that want the cocaine free, <laughs> open. Everybody just use it. It's it's. How far away are you from uh, New Orleans? Oh, I'm about 45 minutes, about 10 minutes outside of Baton Rouge and oh, 45 it, minutes from New Orleans. So well, that's not bad at all, dude. Yeah. You, you probably hate that place now, though. If you oh. live there. Yeah. Uh, Baton Rouge and I have a relationship that Voltaire had with Paris. You know, he, <laughs> he loved the city, but he hated the people that lived there. So, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. I, I, I'm still driving around and mask mandate compliance is at an all-time low but there are still people who are walking in downtown baton rouge with a mask over their face well i remember there's nobody around i remember last year when they were using louisiana as like the scare the scare central man i remember they were like everyone's dying in louisiana they have like the astrodome has like beds lined up in it and shit oh yeah the superdome yeah or superdome yeah sorry yeah which is now caesar's palace superdome so i was waiting for christians to get fed to the lions but i I don't think they're gonna do that (laughs) but what's it like now in in louisiana bro what's going on there yeah i mean they they continued to hype the fear so there was uh they keep putting out this number is like oh well we had four thousand new cases and so I was like talking to, you know, the old coworkers at the old job. And I was like, well, what do you think they mean by case? I mean, are you picturing in your head somebody like laid up in a hospital with machines on them? I was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mm, no, that's they, they pop positive on a test. Right. Probably some <laughs> yeah. of them may not even barely have any symptoms. Yeah. Some of, them, some of those aren't showing symptoms. And depending on how many cycles they did that test, it could be a false positive, you know. So, but as soon as they said that, it was like, oh, well, that can't be it. And then I was like, okay, well, here, go look it up. <laughs> here, well, let me Google that for you. Yeah. Well, uh, tomorrow I'm having uh, uh, my friend Liber- Liberty Down Under from Australia on. I, th- I, I always want to say he's from the Melbourne area, but I think I'm wrong. I think maybe closer to New South Wales. I don't know. I'm really bad about Australia. Just, I, either way, both of those places are bad. I've, right only, been, I've only been to Perth, Australia, and it, it was like the most I, fun I I've ever never... had in my life. Never been. Australia is on my bucket of lists of places to go, and it's like right now I'm pushing it further and further down the bucket. Yeah, list. it was on it was on my bucket list to go back as well, um, and uh, not not anytime soon now. But yeah, it's like how, I was just do you maybe think, one day. Do you think that's coming here, man? I mean, do you think do you think we're on our way? Oh, like strict lockdowns for a single case? Yeah, uh, I could probably see that happening in like uh, Portland, Oregon, or New York City. Uh, probably not around here. I mean, there's still a lot of people that don't go along with this shit. So, yeah. So as, as far as that, maybe the big cities. 
somewhere. Yeah. Dallas, Texas, because you know, I gotta have a little bit of beef with Dallas. You Texas, think Texas? So. I don't think Texas will do it, dude. I think I think uh, I think their their government there is like done. They're done with this shit. <laughs> And, and thankfully, you know, and and now they're now they're focusing on elections again. Go figure. It's, it's almost like yeah. midterms are coming up or something. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It's September and, you know, November, <laughs> October is like right around the corner. So <laughs> It's so funny to me, dude, like uh, how how you can see like government officials who are up for reelection or want to keep a hold on their legislature uh, start getting ready for elections. Yeah. You see it happen in the government. You see it, and it and it, it concerns our lives. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny the the recall election for Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh well, now we have to go into another lockdown. It's right. like really when people are out there like signing a petition to right. remove you as governor. Well, and then and then he realized that they were do- so. I hate Newsom. Like I I called him out for a uh, charity MMA fight online, and he he hasn't accepted yet. Um, but it, I know that you're watching uh, he, the show. He can't man. risk his beautiful hair. Yeah, so. he we're in the same like almost he's like 200 pounds 6'3 or 6'4 and I'm 6'2 like 230 227 okay so yeah evenly matched yeah I'm like, I can, yeah. I'll drop down under 215 to fight him at, at light heavyweight <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm totally fine with that um no but he uh it was funny because he's you know they they started this petition to recall him and uh and he decided to to oh we got to go back into strict lockdowns then he realized they were recalling him because of the strict lockdowns and so he started laxing everything Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't mean that. I was just, <laughs> we I was were just getting bad I, info. I thought it was going to be really bad. I'm sorry. I gotta go do. I'm gonna go blow some more lines of cocaine in the back and talk to my aunt Nancy Pelosi. But uh, but uh, so so uh, I he's not gonna get recalled. It's not gonna happen. You don't think he's gonna get recalled? No. Unfortunately, yeah. there's too many fucking dummies in California. Listen, <laughs> the guy was the mayor. I'm from there, right? Like I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from. Yeah. I used to spend like every weekend in San Francisco. I lived about 25 minutes away. I could hop on the BART and pay five bucks and go into the city. Why wouldn't I? It was so it's the $400 plate of spaghetti at the French Laundry worth it. I've never had it. Okay, <laughs> but I'm sure it's good. Uh, if you want the best, my my favorite restaurant in San Francisco is the House of Prime Rib. It's been there since like 1898 or something. I, like that. I've I've eaten the House of Prime Rib. It is excellent. Oh, it's so good, dude. They they have like the rolling cart and they like bring the cart over and like cut the prime rib at your table and they like mix your your uh, cream spinach at the table and the salad and it, oh, dude, and it's yeah, it's table service there is awesome. It's classy. Uh, it's it's in fact, if you if you want a date night, like that's. That you know, you gotta like a first date. Like that's oh yeah, remember dates. Dates yeah. were awesome. Yeah, you used to go on dates. Now I don't have to I now now I want to go on dates more than ever. And we and and I'm uh you know, got a fiance with seven kids. So our yeah, dates are you know, yeah, kids kinda of put a damper on things. Yeah, I, I've got the two that I've adopted out of foster care. Oh, and oh they can be they can be a handful. Did you adopt two too? <laughs> I adopt two kids from foster care. One was my wife's second cousin once removed or some kind of weird family math like that. And the other was a baby that was born drug exposed and she turned five the other, uh, on the 31st. So oh, dude, we'll have a whole newfound, uh, respect for you, brother. <laughs> no, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Dude. I saved a couple of kids from the state. Yeah. Luckily. It's, and it's, it's hard, man. I don't think people understand like, um, you know, taking on kids that aren't your own. They, they're, 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 they don't know you. If they do know yeah. you, they don't know you well. They don't have that trust and relationship and bond with you. And you have to like build it as they're older, which is hard to do. Yeah. Very hard to do. Uh, not so much with the, with the little girl. Cause I mean, we had her like two months after she was born. True. So yeah, she's, we're, we're the only parents that she knows, but it, that you also get put in a strange place 
when you're the foster parent because you have to be, you know, the bio mom and dad's cheerleader while they're trying to fix their shit so they can get their kids back. Right. And, you know, and I was like, I was even like telling my wife when we got the little girl, I was like, prepare yourself because if mom fixes her stuff, she's getting this little girl back and right. you're going to have to be okay with letting her go. Right. Yeah. So. I was, uh, it's, it's really hard for me because my, all my kids' mom is there is my ex wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know, I know the mess that's going on. Um, and I know that it's probably never going to happen, but I did have DHS tell me straight to my face, like she'll never have these kids back. So I don't really, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I don't yeah. have to worry about that as much, but it, it is, you know, we try to cheerlead as much as we can. Yeah. But we also know that I mean, you do inevitable. hope that they do good, but yeah. at the same time, you just know that if they don't, they're going to be in a much better spot. Right. So, right. and that's, and that's how we look at it too. It's like, you know, we would, you know, do whatever we could to make sure she was good and helped and, um, but she doesn't want the help. So, uh, we'll, uh you, you're going to, you're going to have people like that. So yeah, we'll love the kids as much as we possibly can for as long as they'll let us. But my, uh, my seven year old, um, she just, she just told me she loved me for the first time the other night. I, you know, I, I do this thing sometimes when I come home from work and no, like no one, no one's around. I'm like, Hey, does anyone in this right. house love me anymore? You know, <laughs> cause I'm like, it's like, damn, I just worked a 12 hour shift. I'm sole provider for all nine of us. Like it's hard. Everyone looks in the closet. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, I'm like, could you guys just like maybe say hi when I get home or something? And, uh, so my seven year old pops around the corner she goes, I do. And it was like the first okay. first time anybody she'd ever said it, and I was just like, just acknowledgement. Yes, I'm gonna go ugly cry now, you know, like right now I'm gonna go ugly cry. It was it was uh it was really adorable, man. And, and she has got something in his eye. I'll be right back. Well, especially because when we, when we first got her, she was the one. Um, she'd like go like if if we even said anything to her, she'd run under the kitchen table and like get on all fours and start growling at us and shit, dude. Like it was rough. Yeah, my my son was like that because he had PTSD. Like his mom would just like abandon him and his brother with the with the grandma for days on end while she went to go God knows what with God knows who. True. And he would, he would literally hiss at you and growl at you. Yeah, that's how she was too. If you were just telling him, hey buddy, let's let's go clean up. You know? Sure. Well, and I have this like habit of like patting the kids on the head too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, good job. Buddy, you're doing good if you got like this close to her i mean with close yeah she'd, no, she'd shirk, and shirk away and it was like so it was like you know we had to be really hands off with her and uh now she hugs me and all that stuff too and it's it's, yeah. it's really it's cool to see that change you know what i mean yeah it's, yeah it's hard but it's really cool so yeah it's like raising your voice was like another no-no it was like the soon yeah. as you did that even if it just went up a little bit of a decibel sure and that was something that i had to learn you know like it wasn't easy for me because i i was for the people who don't know my story uh about a year and a, a little over a year and a half ago uh, i was a bachelor living with my best friend in california now i have seven children that i'm helping raise or am raising that's, that's a lot to deal with like overnight in basically. 18 months yeah well we went yeah. you know when i moved here it was my fiance had two girls and 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 i was trying to be a good stepdaddy style uh mentor to them and then and then we got pregnant Right. So we had a son yeah. on the way and then I got my daughter, but I didn't just get my daughter. I got my daughter and her two siblings and my daughter's, uh, incoming daughter, who is my granddaughter. And so, right. um, it was like, we added four overnight, it, well, three overnight and then two more within three months of that and both babies. And so, um, I had to, it was a, like, it was a, it was a lot of work, dude. Like I had to, you know, like, okay. <laughs> you're going to get mad. There's a lot of kids in this house. They're all going through shit. You got to learn. And that. they're all going to test your buttons because yeah. they all know what buttons to push. Well, and there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are trauma that we didn't know were trauma. Like, like eating habits or there's like trauma eating, you know what I yeah. mean? And like, yeah, that's, that's another big one. It's like, why are you going into your room with your food? It was right. like, well, it was like, so you don't get it. I was like, 
I, I provided the food to you. We're we're sitting down at the table so right. that we can. Yep, they'd eat squirrel, squirrel it away. Uh, yeah. and then uh, the, like the the two younger ones would only eat certain things. They wouldn't eat like like still it's still a struggle with the seven year old. She only wants like grilled cheese sandwiches, quesadillas. Uh, or chicken oh, yeah. or chicken nuggets like that's a- anything else she will not look at it she'll eat it she'll actually freak out if you're like can you just try the corn she'll freak out like yeah. it's it's really hard the the boy eats a lot more now um and and I you know I work some little deals okay listen if you guys eat everything that we ask you to eat for the next 2 weeks I'll take you to pizza ranch over yeah. the weekend you know what yeah, I mean yeah have a treat yeah. yeah yeah so it's there's like little ways but it is there's so many little things that are trauma that you don't know are trauma you know yeah. what I mean? like, it's you like know. with my son, like trying to get him to try something new is like, okay, come over here and help me make it. So maybe if you've got your hands in it, maybe you'll understand. Sure. And yeah. And so that kind of, that kind of helps. Yeah. You know, every now and then I'll come home and my cast iron is scorched and <laughs> everything. Ooh, see, that'd be a hard one for me, man. I'm like, okay, now we just got to, now I got to beat all the kids. You know, you've, you messed up the cast <laughs> iron. No, I, I, I don't, we, we, we take a full, uh, a full peaceful parenting uh, path. You know? Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, you know, I, it, it, he gets a lot of shit. Stefan, uh, Stefan Molyneux. Kinsella, oh, not Molyneux. Molyneux gets you know, he, and rightfully so, he gets a lot of shit. He's done a lot. He said a lot of dumb shit, but uh, uh, his his peaceful parenting principles are just spot on. Yeah, and, and you know, and he was another one that was uh, helpful on the journey over because you heard uh, it was like that one big video that got shared all over place. Uh, what anarchism is, I think, was one of his videos, and he was like explaining everything, and then you're like, oh, yeah. I get that. And then you get into the peaceful parenting stuff, and then all of a sudden it was, Donald Trump is going to be our savior. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. What? <laughs> and then yeah, and then he's like, you know, I don't, I don't agree with him on some stuff, the ethno-nationalist yeah. stuff that he talked about when he went and visited. Like, I'm here in Poland, and there's hardly yeah, any crime. I wonder why. Yeah. It's like. Ooh, okay, I'm gonna shut up. This is where Steph I'm gonna Warren. take my itch, my exit now. Good <laughs> luck, man. Thanks for the peaceful parenting theories, you know. Um, but no, I, uh, I, uh, you know, we take that route for sure. It's, uh, yeah. you know, and it was hard in the in the beginning. I, you know, I wanted to yell, and I sometimes I raised my voice, and uh, I had to like slowly teach myself not to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm the child of uh, of abuse, sure. so my dad would like beat the shit out of us and everything else, and so you have to recognize within myself not to do that crap. Sure. And so I can I can tell pretty quickly when uh when it's like oh you're about to go over the edge let's uh let's take a break and let me walk outside yeah <laughs> yeah you can feel it and it's when you're raised when you're raised like that it's uh it makes it a little bit harder not to do it and you know my mom was my mom could be physical she was pretty tough uh, but you know there was an age where I hit where it was like she couldn't do anything to me anymore so I just leave you know um, yeah and yeah. and I put my mom through hell so I still understand her her frustration with me growing up I was a rough <laughs> I was a rough kid you know a lot of people don't know I spent like a, a long time in juvenile hall on and off couple probably a year and a half two years or something and um, yeah I was never quite that uh, bad I was just a redhead with you know riddled with ADHD so sure. I had the ADHD I'm, I'm, real bad I was probably a handful <laughs> yeah I got I got I think I got diagnosed bipolar when I was like 12 or 13 or something so it was like they had me on all these meds and they made the meds made me worse you know what i mean um yeah thankfully like my mother i, I flattened out in my like mid 20 mid to late 20s like somehow we both evened out in our bipolar and so maybe it was like a bad diagnosis i don't know but um yeah you know well i mean that just comes with age too so you know it was about 30 for me is when i started cooling out a little bit so it was sure. like 
like, oh, this is, I think, was what normal is supposed to feel like. <laughs> yeah, I'm still ADHD to the max, dude. Like, to the max. Like, it's so oh, bad. Yeah. When I, went I, to I had to have the uh, the compendium of human knowledge here to, like, put timers and reminders and stuff on sure. there to make make sure I stay on task. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, uh, I, when I when I went to nursing school in 2014, I got my LPN, and uh, we were talking about, we were talking about, um, uh, the ADHD, how they diagnose it. And there's like these three sections, right? And in each session, yeah. there's like eight things. And like, um, if you can pick one thing from each section that, that kid probably, that child probably has ADHD and, I was, yeah. and I'm looking it over and all my, all the people in the class, well, oh, I can find one or two things that are me. And I'm like, holy shit, all 32 of these things are or all, all, uh, what was it? Like 60, 20, 24 of these things are me. Like I, every single one of them, I'm like, holy yeah, you're shit. You're not supposed to self-diagnose, but at the same time. I'm like, well, I think it's pretty safe to say I'm still very ADHD. And my, it, it really bugs my fiance out because she'll tell me something. You know what I mean? And I'll, I heard it. You know, like I yeah, knew she was talking to me. Just, it didn't process. Five minutes later, I'll be like, hey, babe, what happened to this thing? She's like, I literally just told you five minutes ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, and, I tried, and she doesn't oops. understand that it's my ADHD at all. She thinks I'm just not listening to her. And it's like, well, kind of yes and no. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I like trying to explain that. It's like also when bosses are looking, it was like, why are you down on your phone? I was like, well, I have this reminder set for, you know, this and to make sure that I have that set of drawings turned in by this time. And that's what's going off right now. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it's wild, and, and you know, it's hard for me to read books. I have to do audio books as much as possible because I'll read a whole page of a book and just nothing, and just be like, "What? How did I just read that whole thing?" And I have no idea what I just read. Like, just that's, staring at words, man. That's just staring at legit words. Legit adult ADHD. Like people do not understand. It's it's hard. I have to read books twice, always, every time. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when people like overhear, like when I'm listening to podcast at two x speed. Oh it's yeah! Like, how can you even understand that? You're like, oh, dude, my brain moves just that fast. <laughs> it's like I would move it to to three x if it had a function for that. Yeah, I'm all I'm always at least one point five on all your podcasts, just so everybody knows. Always, yeah, at least one point five. So uh, I'm hearing you a little faster than you speak, but man, I really appreciate you coming on, Eric. What what do you got coming up oh, yeah. next, man? Uh, up next, I'm going to have uh, Harley, the uh, the cryptid bartender, on. We're going to talk about a new little project that she's uh, that she's working. Uh, going to have the great and wonderful Tappy on next week. Oh, Tappy's and, uh, so cool, dude! Yeah, we're going to do a scorched earth thing. So yes. I, I have no idea what's going to come out of that little girl's mouth, but it's it's going to be fire. It's going to be it fire for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> she's it's probably I'm going to I'm going to laugh because she's so fucking badass online. I bet she's super. Tim she timid is. In real life. She is a tough broad. I bet so. she's so timid in real life, though. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't I don't know. Know. I'll Maybe. be listening to that one for sure because I love Tabby. Awesome. She's one of my favorite followers. We actually had we beefed once online, uh, real real briefly, um, but she was cool. You about had it. beef with Tappy? That yeah. seems so out of character. Yeah, it was really it was really yeah right. Uh, it was it was uh, something to do with my podcast, and her husband didn't like it, and he was talking shit. So I, you know me, I'm gonna talk shit back. Like I'm not just gonna yeah. Be I like, mean, we we're not gonna back down. Yeah, not gonna be like it's cool, bro. No, that's cool. I get it. You could call me all the so names. I, you I want. understand I like, how you would see that. It's like, no, fuck you, yeah, man. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 fuck you. Go fuck yourself. And uh, <laughs> that's her husband. And so she she jumped in, and I got it. And uh, but we we squashed it. And everything's been cool, and I'm still a big fan. And uh, and uh, so I'm I'm interested to see what she's gonna be like in real life. But uh, where can the people follow you, support you, listen to you, all that great stuff? Oh, well, I mean, you can always find me over on the Bird app. Uh, well, at least in a couple of days from now when my ban is lifted. Uh, you can follow me at uh, RWAC Podcast, and that's on Twitter. Uh, I have a YouTube channel over here that's uh, also going to be Rebel with the Cost Podcast. Uh, you can also find me on Float, and uh, that's pretty much about it. Sick, oh, I, know, I do have a website, uh, rebelwithcausepodcast.com. Sick, so. man. Well, I appreciate you. I'm a fan and, and friend. Uh, if yes. You, if you could give me like two minutes, I'll shut this out so we can do the, mem the members-only stream real quick. Sure. All right, brother. I appreciate you. No problem.
All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break Cycle. Eric is so cool. Definitely go check him out. Check out his podcast. He's hilarious. He uh, he likes to to respond to people in video messages on Twitter, and that's hilarious too. Um, he's he's very funny. Definitely, definitely follow the man on Twitter. He's a great follow. Uh, guys, I appreciate you coming out and hanging out with me. Uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, uh, my friend Liberty Down Under is going to be on the show talking about the extreme tyranny that he is facing in uh, in Australia right now, and. Uh, He's going to talk about how he's putting together a group of people who are going to be savages and try to uh, push back on all the tyranny over there. So I'm very excited for that. Guys, Thursday, my 100th episode is going to be savage. We're going to do a roundtable podcast uh, about the culture war with myself, Maj Ture, possibly Robbie the Fire Bernstein. I, I'm hoping he'll be there. I'm sure he will. Top Lobster, and of course, my good friend, stand-up comedian Adam Nutter. Uh, it's going to be fire. Uh, you guys are definitely not going to want to miss this. And then on Friday, the dork John Hudak comes by Break the Cycle to try and make a case as to why I shouldn't have savage people on my podcast that he disagrees with. Uh, trust me when I say you're going to want to be there to see this. It's going to be an absolute roast. Uh, I am not going to be playing around on Friday at all. Uh, if you've seen my debate with the socialist Mike Shipley from a few years ago, it's probably going to be even better than that. So you're definitely going to want to be there. Check it out. Check out my sponsors, toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you get this great The Tree of Liberty Must Be Watered shirt that I am wearing today at a 10% discount using BTC at checkout. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of this uh, YouTube channel right here under any of the videos by hitting the join link for $6 a month. You can get into the live streams, uh, the members-only live streams as well, which is always a lot of fun. Um, but you get all Top Lobster's gear, new gear, up two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. And, of course, executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Guys, I will see you tomorrow uh, for the show with my good friend, Liberty Down Under. I'm very, very excited. Uh, I will see you then. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of the frame but i just meant it in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just meant it in minecraft what trooper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft You're nothing I mean, you know it No product is getting close to COVID